This is Mindful Mostly, a show for those of us who are mindful most of the time. We talk lifestyle, wellness, how to live your best life in the most down-to-earth way possible. I'm Andrea Collins. Now, how many hours of sleep are you getting each night? They say for an adult, so someone between the ages of 18 to 60 years old, it's seven to nine hours a night. That sounds so good. (laughs) I cherish sleep so much, and I'm sure you're the same. I'm a different person when I'm not rested. I'm emotional, I overreact, um, or I underreact because I'm so tired, scatterbrained, moody. I make poor food choices. You know, for a long time, I was actually a morning radio host. So I would be at work at 4.30 in the morning drinking coffee. Ew. And we'd be on air by five. And so that was my life. It was waking up basically along with the skunks and the raccoons. For real, I had to dodge those a few times going to my car. (laughs) Um, And when I stopped doing that show and I went back to to regular sleeping hours, because look, I I was at work by 4.30. It's hard to go to bed at seven when you're like in your mid twenties. That being said, I would try to go down at 9.30, but I was still always exhausted. So when I stopped doing that show and went back to regular sleeping hours, I immediately lost 10 pounds and I had done nothing different. I didn't change my diet. I didn't change my exercise routine. I just started getting more sleep. I had more energy, better skin. My periods went back to normal because they were a little off and it just showed me, wow, how important sleep is when it comes to health. Sleep is such a gift. In fact, I love this. They say a good laugh and a long sleep are two of the best cures for anything. (laughs) And I so agree with that. They also say the shorter you sleep, the shorter your life. And more and more research is coming out to prove this because a good sleep leads to a more productive, clearer day, um, better weight management, lower risk of disease. It can prevent depression and help create a stronger immune system. As well as the number of hours that we're supposed to be getting, they say the quality of that sleep is also super important. So let's say you're waking up in the middle of the night. You have a small child. So that's basically every other night in my household. Um, You wake up and you don't feel rested in the morning. Who knows what it is, but it's something. Um, Some of the things that you can do to improve your sleep quality are, you know, avoid sleeping in too long, go to bed around the same time of night, and reduce stress, whether this be through exercise, spending more time outdoors, therapy, and also really setting the stage for sleep in your bedroom. So joining us today to talk about that from Maison Tess is the founder of Maison Tess, Laura Nesri. Now, if you haven't heard of Maison Tess, it is a home textile brand that weaves a strong fashion element into the home via premium linen sets for bedding. Um, this is beautiful. Beautiful stuff. I just got myself a linen duvet. Highly recommend checking it out. So we're going to be talking to Laura, we're going to talk to Laura about why that's so important to set up our sleep space, sleep as self care. Um, she is a female founder. We're going to hear a little bit more of her story. She's also a mother, so sleep is very um, at a premium for her. <laughs> I'm sure she's always looking to get more of it. So this is something we're going to discuss today. Um, we are talking about sleep as self care. Let's get into it. We are joined by Maison Tess's Laura Nasri. Thanks for coming on the show. 
Thank you for having me, Andrea. Now, okay, tell us a bit about you. I know you're a mom. You had two kids in two years. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bow down to you. That's With so the, the third on the way right now. Oh my pregnant. God. <laughs> oh my God. And, uh, and you are also the founder of Maison Tess, which is just beautiful bedding. Tell Thank us so more much. about you and the company. Of course. So uh, like you mentioned, I uh, created Maison Tess in 2017. Young mom at the time, uh, two young kids at home. So I was home that period of my life. I really was home a lot. I really wanted to redecorate, redo my house in the same way that um, with the same practicality, actually, as you can do your wardrobe. I'm, uh, I love fashion. I love retail. So I'm a big uh, online consumer. And when I was doing my research online to see what I could buy to redecorate the inside of my house, I couldn't really find anything that I wanted. Um, to keep it simple, I didn't want to redo the house. I just wanted a few um, items that would switch up the energy, put in some color, and just make it a little bit more fresh. Um, couldn't find anything. And um, like I mentioned, because I'm such a consumer, I told myself that if I couldn't find a brand that um, suited my needs, then there was definitely um, a gap in the market. And so I researched some more and that confirmed my thoughts. And then I decided to go more of a brick and mortar kind of um, road. And I ended up in these huge department stores that often didn't have any windows or that were underground level. And I just told myself like this, this can be like it can be the only options that we have in bedding where are the brands that make us dream where are the brands that make us you know feel like we're buying something that represents who we are and what we believe in and um when i saw that there really wasn't anything there i decided to create maison Tess, which essentially is a combination of premium bedding with a fashion forward approach mm-hmm. yeah the colors are yeah. so 2021 <laughs> i love yeah. love love and the fabrics yeah. as well you know i just yeah. got my hands on a beautiful um linen duvet and I'm so so excited about it's just like (laughs) it arrived and I was just like okay this is slaying this is changing my betting game going forward and you know it's one of those things that like sleep so now that I'm a a mom of an almost two-year-old I really and I don't know what my night's going to be like when I go to sleep like when I close Mm -hmm. my eyes of course um I value sleep so much. And I find myself getting in bed, like I eat dinner and maybe just like digest a little bit. (laughs) And then I wash my face and I brush my teeth and I get in bed and I might read for a while, watch some YouTube videos, whatever. But it's like, it's become my sanctuary Mm -hmm. and really an area that I'm putting more thought into when it comes to just having uh, those moments of self-care. So how would you, you know, um, how would you consider sleep self-care, especially somebody who literally has a company that's all about this? So sleep, besides the point of having a bedding company, sleep is self-care. It is survival. For me, um, sleep is something that not only lets me go through my day with the right amount of energy and um, rational thoughts. It also, (laughs) (laughs) I know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. Um, It also, it's also an area where I like to lounge like you. Um, You have a two-year-old, I have a seven and a five, my husband, of course, and we spend, you know, like weekends in bed 
And I love those pictures that we take the four of us hanging out in bed. I love seeing our linens, not because they're mine, but because the colors are so representative of what I feel any young urban mom is like today. So it, it also ties in a sense of authenticity because when you go to bed, when you go home, which is also one of the main messages of Miss Antes, when you go home, you are your most authentic. It's where you show your true colors. It's where you put down your guard. It's where you say that you've had a bad day or that something is bothering you. It's where you are your truest form. And, and that is self-care. Being that authentic is self-care. Another element for me is that when I go to bed and I close my eyes, I'm also giving a signal to everyone around me, I'm sleeping. I might not be sleeping, I might just be thinking, but it's my way of kind of disconnecting and feeling good in the space where I am. And that gives me, like, I like to feel good and I like to look good in a way. So when I have both of these, I can think clearly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. It's like, for me, it's when I get into the bedroom, it's nice lighting, like dim, mm. nice lighting. Mm -hmm. If I'm going to be reading for a while, mm -hmm. um, maybe some quiet music that's easy to turn on. I have my little, you know, Bose thing in the corner mm -hmm. and then just lovely bedding and, yeah. and a good a stack of books and a journal beside yeah. the bed, yeah. a couple crystals, I'm my family. Yeah, my family far away. <laughs> my husband's not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> um, so how do you think like so when it comes to sheets, because I have had so many crappy sheets in my day and um lots of times, you know, I've gone looking for new sheets and I don't know what like what do you look for in good sheets now? Well, you look for a few things. I think the first step is finding the fabric that suits you. Are you someone who likes to sleep in linen? Are you someone who likes to sleep in cotton? Are you not sure? Do you want to get a blend of both? What's like, what kind of fabric speaks your language? Some women get, <clears throat> sorry, some women get really hot at night, so they love linen. Some women just really are into, I say women, women and men, of course. Um, some people really like the softness of cotton, so they're going to go that road. Some people are really unsure. And for that, we provide our customers with the virtual styling, which is super easy to book on our site. And someone from our team uh, shows up in a video conference and we get to guide you. And most of our customers show us their bedrooms and we talk to them and we suggest different color combinations to match their decor. Sometimes we'll send them swatches. So I think step one is kind of figure out, figuring out what kind of fabric you're comfortable in. And then step two is really all about having fun. What colors do you like? What's your decor? What look and feel? Do you want something that's more crisp, like our Lux cotton? Or do you want something that's a little bit more bohemian, like our cocoa linen? So that's really the second layer. But one thing that's really for sure at Mesontes is that quality is who we are. So regardless of the choice that you make, the fabric um, is premium, it is made in Portugal, and the quality is there. So it's really just a question of taste. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Now, tell me, tell me about, you know, sort of your, your founder story. I always find it interesting. You know, one, you've, you've, you're, you've swayed away from traditional brick and mortar. You've got this great um, website that looks beautiful. You've got great product. It's a simple consumer journey. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like this is like, this is how retail 
should yeah. be done now. It's yeah. it's COVID proof. I feel mm -hmm. like I've started mm -hmm. to see, you know, your company pop up more in the past year. Like yeah. walk me through what it's been like in starting of Maison Tess and, and, you know, the journey and especially with the year that it's been. So the journey of Maison Tess started before COVID. And I think that like any journey um, that turns out to have some sort of success, the vision needs to be crystal clear from day one. My vision was simple. I am a direct to consumer brand. I sell bedding that is fashionable. That's it. That's all. I never took on, and trust me, at the beginning, I, I, I needed that. I never took on any kind of wholesale opportunities, any kind of, you know, let's do it online, but let's also do it in stores. Because at that point, that would have given me, um, you know, this is a business. I needed cash. It would have given me revenue to be able to do different things. But I really stuck it out for the first three years. And I believed in that method so much because I am my consumer. All of the people who buy, they buy from Maison Tess, but I know what they're thinking. I know what they want because I am them, because I shop exclusively online. Um, I'm really busy um, from a mother standpoint, but also from an entrepreneur standpoint. My days are full and my weekends, I really don't feel like spending them in stores. I feel like spending some time with some time with my fam mm -hmm. so that vision was really 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 clear for me um and i think that that is honestly the recipe for success um then COVID hit and in a sad but true way sad because it's COVID. but the reality is that the shopping experience went from a traditional kind of um, brick and mortar road to exclusively online because most people well most people didn't have any other choices. Mm -hmm. So our business really got the exposure. And it's like if we were building for COVID before we ever knew it happened. My business didn't shift. The only thing that happened is that all my employees worked from home for a specific amount of time. But the work was there and we really didn't have to do anything. Everything was managed online. So that's a big part of the business model. The other founder story is that being an entrepreneur, you know, people will say like, how do you do it? Uh, what do you, you know, what, what advice do you have? I think that you are an entrepreneur or you are not. It is not something that you learn. It's very hard to learn because it has to do with your gut. And if you can listen to it and make really rational choices based on your gut, I think that you have 60% of the challenge um, kind of done. The rest is just a question of fixing day-to-day -day bumps. Yeah. And you know how people say, choose your niche and like stick with it. Yeah. I think that's really like, I can see where so much your, of your success lies in, like you said, like choosing your path and sticking to that path, because I'm stick sure along it. the way, there's also been opportunities to, you know, should we then add in robes? Should we add in, you know? Should we add loungewear? Should we add uh, socks and slippers? And people are home and let's do sweatpants. No, we sell bedding. If you want nice. bedding, you come to Maison Tess. If you want loungewear, you have a thousand brands that I can refer you to that are fantastic. It's not our forte. It's not because we don't love it. Trust me, I would love to make a beautiful pair of drop crotch sweatpants that are so cozy and that match our Maison mm, Tess color nice. scheme. But it's not my specialty. My specialty is bedding. I love that. I love the confidence in it. And like, just like the period on the end of that. It's so perfect. <laughs> 
what other uh, what other hot like entrepreneurial tips do you have for for us women listening? <laughs> um, I said a few minutes ago, trust your gut, and I mean it on so many levels. It sounds like a very generic comment, but it's something that happens every day. Every day you have challenges, and every day you need to follow your intuition. You need to tell yourself, okay, what's what's the point here? Why are we doing this? Ask your, that question to yourself over and over again. A um, few years ago, I had VCs, like venture capital firms, who really wanted to invest in Mesotes. At that point, we were two employees. They thought that we were a whole team of like 15 people. And to make a long story short, they offered me um, a nice amount of money to invest in the company and take a percentage of it. My gut told me, hell no, Laura. Like, there's no way that you have eight men over your head telling you what to do every day. That's like the worst thing you can do for yourself. It's something that I would never be able to deal with on a personal note. <laughs> so I didn't take the money. I decided to follow my gut and work hard. And right now, I depend on no one. This is my business 100%. Um, and that was, to me, a big marker of success. To be able to say no when you're so junior to something that you want really um, demonstrates the clarity in, in someone's vision. So that's definitely a big one. Follow your gut. And the, another takeaway from being a founder is put your ego aside. Mm. It has nothing to do with you. It has everything to do with the business you built. You are not your business. You are your own person and you run a business, but it is not personal. So someone can come in and say, you know what, that idea that you worked on for three months really isn't driving the traction that we thought it would drive. And you have to say, I totally get it. The numbers make sense. Let's move on not mm. personal you don't stick to it you don't like stick on the negative you know you really like you're a fixer but women are fixers that's what we do mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i i feel inspired this this is uh, uh, been such a great conversation i have one last mm -hmm. question because we're also on the the topic of self-care as a as a founder as a leader as a mom a lot of pressure coming at you from all angles as there are for all of us women. Um, how, what do you do in your moments of self-care beyond hopping in bed? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, first of all, for me, the pressures that people put on women are, it's not that they, I, I don't pressure myself on a lot of things. I believe in what I believe in. I take a lot of pride in going to work every day. I take a lot of pride in being available for my kids when my work is done and I make sure that I'm done at a reasonable time. Uh, I make sure that I'm very present when I'm with my kids, that I'm not on my phone, that if we take time off as a family and we go on vacation, we are all four together. So to me, if it's less time in a day, but it's more quality, the math balances out for me. So I feel quite good with that. Um, in terms of self-care right now, I'm like I mentioned, I'm, I'm pregnant, so I don't have my usual uh, dream routine, but a big savior for me every morning, five to six times a week, an hour gym every morning between six and 7 a.m., get it out of the way, take a shower, be home for your kids, drop them off, go to work, done. Done. This is my self-care. I did it. I did it before everyone, and I just don't have to worry about it anymore. <laughs> and that's uh, that's a big one for me. And like anyone, I think that you know, when you go to any gym, when you go, this is how women survive. This is this is what we do, and it's fun. Mm -hmm. Exercise is such an incredible medicine. It's sure. unbelievable. What for are you doing sure. for workouts now that it's COVID? Uh, so I'm doing Pilates, which I should stop because my belly's getting a bit too big but um so i'm doing pilates i'm doing lots of long walks i'm doing some online platforms 
Um, I'm doing what I can to, you know, break a mini sweat every day, but I'm also enjoying the time off, quote unquote, you know, to be like, well, you know what, this morning, I don't really have time, so I'm going to take a bath. And I'm gonna light some candles and I'm gonna put three masks on my face and I'm just gonna let them soak. And then I'm gonna get out of the bath and I'm gonna go to work and that is my self-care for the day. <laughs> a triple mask kind of day. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of this, a little bit of that. <laughs> uh, Laura, it's been so great um, chatting with you and um, please let everybody know where they can find Maison Tess. Of course, you can go on our website, misantes.com. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at misantes. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thank you, Andrea. Bye. Ah, sleep. Sleep is medicine. And having a nice space, dang, that's a deal breaker. Doesn't, I hope this episode made you sleepy and made you kind of want to set up your space a little bit better tonight. Thank you for listening to today's show. I wish you good sleeps all this week, and I will talk to you next time right here on Mindful Mostly.